Welcome to the Link Adelaide podcast. My name is Steve Moylan, and today I've got another artist from the 2015 Adelaide Fringe. And I'm joined on the line by Tyler Riley, who's in the, uh, involved in the show Blood at the Root by Dominic Morrissey or Morrissey at the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, welcome to Australia. Welcome to Adelaide, and uh, welcome to the Fringe. Great. Thanks so much, Stephen. We're really excited to be here. Is this going? Is this your first Adelaide Fringe? It is our first Adelaide Fringe. In fact, it's all of the company's first time to Australia full stop. So we are we're thrilled to be here, especially since we just left the dead of winter in New York. And you are certainly going to get the heat of summer here in Adelaide. Yes, we are. <laughs> um, so whereabouts in the States are you from? Well, we all met um, at drama school in the middle of Pennsylvania uh, at Penn State University. Mm-hmm. And um, then since then we've finished our studies, except for one member of the cast who's still got a year left uh, for his degree, Um, but the rest of us all live in New York now. Um, And so the show is is something that we developed while at drama school at Penn State, Um, and it's something that the university has continued to support. There's now a, a production of Penn State Center Stage which is the producing arm there at the drama school, and their support has been extraordinary and is what has allowed us to travel the world with this show. This is actually our third Fringe Festival with the show. We've toured it for the last two years. We started the Grand Sound Festival in uh, South Africa, and yeah. then we, had, we toured through the country. We went back to the United States, workshopped it, went to the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. with it, and then were uh, invited back to South Africa. We did a, a tour in Pretoria and then went up to the Fringe in Edinburgh last year, which is where the folks at, um, uh, at Holden Street discovered us. And so now we're here. Awesome. And it's a, it, quite, an, quite an exciting kind of relevant kind of story that you've got, quite a deep, deep theatrical story you're looking at in the show. Yeah, it is. I mean, the, the thing that we keep saying, honestly, is... It's kind of horrible that it's still, it, we're telling the same story, that it's, um, that this, the story is based on or inspired by true events, something that happened in the United States in sort of 2006, 2007 in a small town in the American South um, where uh, this group of black, young black men, um, teenagers at a high school were tried um, as adults, or um, excuse me, who were charged as adults for the attempted murder of another student, a white student at their school, for a fight that happened at school. So this is a schoolyard fight that these boys were charged with attempted murder for. In the United States, when to to be charged with murder, there has to be a deadly weapon involved. And in this case, the prosecutor said that the boys tennis shoes, their sneakers, constituted a deadly weapon. What? Now this, it, that's exactly right. And this fight was just one incident in um, a long and string of complicated racial history in this mm. small town in the South. Um, previous fights um, and attacks by white students on black students had gone largely unpunished. Mm-hmm. So it was a um, just a real perversion of the justice system in the United States. Um, so there are, there are elements of the story 
that are um, as sort of as they unfolded in this small town called Gina. And there are other parts of the story that we've extrapolated and taken artistic license with. But, you know, the, the, the stories out of America about schoolyard shootings and the kind of violence that can take place in American schoolyards is uh, quite frightening and, uh, you know, something that is quite scary. You know, I've, I've heard stories on uh, This American Life, there's been podcast series and podcast episodes of that where they've gone to schools after schoolyard shootings and how those schools recover and how those schools deal with it. It's such a major thing over there at the moment. It's quite, it's very frightening. It is, and... And I know the story that you're talking about in Chicago was where they were doing that reporting from. And Chicago it has um, intense problems with gang activity on the south side of that city, a largely black area of the city. And that has, there are, um, the way that the city deals with it um, is not particularly helpful to change um, the sort of change the trajectory of things in that city. Um, so if you if if the news story is just that one one boy shot another boy, then you may be able to just sort of shake your head and think, oh, what a shame. But if you dig deeper and think, of what are the root causes of this? Uh, that's what we're that's what we're hoping to to do in part with this play. It sort of unpack some of these things. We don't have answers for the questions that we pose in this play. They, those, if we, we're not so arrogant to think that we have the answers to, to solve um, 200 odd years of American history. Mm. But, but what we do want to do is a bring attention to what what the differences between social prejudice and systemic injustice. Mm. What happens when a prejudice that is built into a system that's meant to protect its people ends up becoming something that is ingrained in that society, codified by law in some cases? And how, as people, do we... uh, You know, we ask these characters in this play to be better than the system in which they live, if that makes sense. We're We're asking them to rise above... Um, the status quo in that way. And then the, the third thing that we're looking at um, is, is igniting a conversation with our audience. That's something that's um, incredibly important to us and something that we've done all over the world, engaging with audiences afterward and also engaging with, um, with school-aged children through workshops led by the cast. So, and we've, we've done them, as I say, all over the world. And the things that we learn in those workshops from eight-year-olds up to 17, 18-year-olds and beyond, they teach us so much more than we have to offer them. Um, the things that come out of their mouths give us hope. They inspire us. Um, and then in some cases, sadden us we, when we we hear the reality of their lives and the, the, uh, the questions that they have to face every day. But what's extraordinary to see is when something really challenging comes up for one student, often what happens is other students in the same room chime up to say, or chime in to, to say, you know, I've had that experience too, or I'm so sorry that, that, that you had that experience. I know what that's like at school, or I know what that's like at home. And then they can begin talking about it. And once someone feels like they're not the only one to have experienced that, 
it's so much easier to to move on and grow from there. And it's it's such a way to deal with it, and makes it makes the work you're doing so important. Because if we don't have yeah. these discussions, people keep on being marginalised and problems get keep keep getting buried and the more they get buried the worse they become and it's so so critical to be talking about things and we can do that through theater yeah and that's that is the important thing is is engaging people through the magic of live theater there's some things that are really really difficult to talk about whether and that's with your partner with your best friend with relatives um but there's something about having a shared experience in a dark theater when it's over, it's like you're given permission. And that's, I think, what we want to do as much as anything is, is give people the space to, to express themselves mm. um, and, and, and maybe work through things they've never had to work through before, ask questions of themselves and of one another. Um, so it's, you know, we, we don't think... Um, that we have the cure, as I say, but we think part of part of the cure is to start talking. Yeah, and hopefully you can start a lot of conversations here in Adelaide while you're here for the fringe. We certainly hope to. Have you got many schools coming? We do actually. Awesome. We've got some school groups coming, and we've got workshops set up. Um, and I, I don't have the exact dates on them yet, but I know that that those are in the works. So we're we're really excited about them. Yeah, I'd say most of, most of the teachers in the schools would have sort of sorted that out by now, but obviously if anyone's interested, they can probably contact Holden Street or the Adelaide Fringe uh, for details about that. Um, what, what sort of research, what sort of looking into, or if any, have you done into the Australian kind of system to come over here? Have there been any adaptations you've needed to do? Actually, we haven't changed a word. And, um, and Holden Street have been great. Uh, they, they've gone out and researched all the props that we need because so, it, it was important for them to feel like this was a really American show. But what we find is that this story that we think of as distinctly American is actually a sort of frighteningly universal story. Everywhere we have gone, um, there's a group of people who have been marginalized um, indigenous people, um, or, uh, and, and that, I mean, largely that is, you know, in, in America, um, we, the, 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 African American community was, um, was brought over in chains and mm. that, that reality resonates hundreds of years later. Yeah. And we, we ignore that fact at our peril. But I, I really look forward to the conversations that we're going to have with audiences here about their own experience mm. with uh, how race has impacted um, the growth of this country um, over the last uh, 100 and 200 years. Mm. I mean, I think uh, we didn't start off well because we claimed our Indigenous people as flora and they mm. only got the right to vote, I think, in the 1960s or the right to be seen as people in the 1960s, something ridiculous and horrific like that. And it's just like, yeah, it's so horrible. We, and... that, that is sort of what we, what we find nearly everywhere we go, is that story told over and over again. The mm. Europeans arrive and upset, upset the world, um, yeah. and we're dealing with the consequences of that. And we have to... One of the things that we learn in South Africa, how they have dealt with it, that the, the healing process cannot miss the truth 
about the situation, everybody telling the truth about what happened and why, mm. so that you can move to reconcile your past. The only way you're going to move forward is to reconcile, to tell the truth about your past and to reconcile it with, with yourself and with your neighbor. Mm. Um, that's something that in America we really struggle with, and, and so we hope that this play will, will help people begin to tell the truth to one another and to themselves and begin reconciling that history. Because mm. as soon as we do that, we will start to realize, it sounds corny, but we start to realize how much we are all the same and how much, you know, therefore we need to respect one another. And I know certainly America is not the only place that buries a lot of their secrets and treatments of other people. So um, it's certainly absolutely valuable, valuable what they're doing. And I'm sure it would be an absolutely amazing experience to go and see Blood at the Root. Uh, now, how do I say his name properly? Dominique Morisset? Yes, Dom- Dominique Morisseau. She's our playwright um, out of New York, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, a New York transplant. She is an extraordinary playwright, poet, and activist, and we are so blessed to have her. As are we to have you guys here in Adelaide uh, for Blood at the Root, the 2015 Adelaide Fringe Festival. Uh, it's playing the studio at Holden Street Theatres right throughout the Fringe from the 11th of Feb uh, through to the 15th of March. Tickets on sale through Fringe Ticks and more details at adelaidefringe.com.au and linkadelaide.com.au. Uh, Tyler Riley, it's been an eye-opening pleasure. Thank you very much for having a chat to me today and uh, have a great Thanks. Adelaide Fringe. Thanks, Stephen. It's a real pleasure. For more, visit linkadelaide.com.au, check us out at facebook.com forward slash linkadelaide, or tweet us at linkadelaide.